0: Welcome to another Carlin Load Sports Show. I'm Robert Laidlaw.
1: And I am Sean Carlin.
0: I know you are, mate. I know you are. I that?
1: know, but I just want to do something different because, you know, we yeah. to say the same thing. gets a little bit tedious. So try, maybe next time I can be Rob
0: Yeah. be Sean. Yeah, well, I suppose that will work for a little while. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, you remember last show we had, we talked about the international rules. I, I come across this uh, documentary called The Galahs, which talks about the, the initial... Uh, international uh, games where uh, Bon sort of took this team over to uh, to Ireland, and they played in uh, Ireland. And um...
1: they played, did they play in New York? Yes, that's what we talked about. that. Yep. so New yep.
0: York. And the at the end of the, the show goes for about an hour. They show little snippets of uh, uh, all the series up to about 2010. But it, it was interesting because uh, we spoke about that, and then all of a sudden this uh, pops out of the woodwork.
1: It is, and so I w- I w- I'd love to actually see that, because yep. actually like watching a, there are a lot of sport movies. In fact, that got us talking the other day and thinking about what would our top 10 sport movies be. And so I've done a little bit of research. of you? A little bit. Not so much research, but, you know, because yeah, when you, I mean, you're much older than me, of course, but um, <laughs> after being on the planet for a while, you get to see a lot of movies So it's actually when you sit down and start looking and thinking and writing them down, there's a big long list. And so to actually get it down to 10 was not that easy. But I did work out that I really love uh, stories that tend to have something that's true about them. They're based on a true story. And also like something that's a bit inspirational, maybe a bit of sort of underdog sort of tone to it. Yeah. So you want me to talk about something? Want me to kick off with those? What do you want to start with? I'm going to start with one called Senna. At center, you know the man.
0: Something to do with Formula
1: One. Formula One, three times world champion in the to eighty from eighty four to ninety four was when he was racing. Tragically killed in San Marino in ninety four, um, and it's interesting because that like Adelaide had the Grand Grand Prix during that time, and, and I went a few times, and I was I've always been into car racing as we've talked about before, but I probably took for granted. What went on, and how, like how much was going on behind the scenes, and like development of technology and changes in safety. And I watched this movie; it was a while ago. And but he, um, he again, just a great athlete, and the mind servant athlete, who's so determined and to overcome and, and to achieve. But he also had this real push uh, for safety in Formula One. Um, and unfortunately, uh, on a weekend where there were several accidents, and another driver died the day before he died during the race and so it's an interesting movie because it's not a big blockbuster movie but it's got some home footage in there, it's got some interviews with him, it goes behind the scenes and you can even see like uh, when they got the race briefings which i would never seen before and seeing people like the rivalry between him and Prost who ended up uh, being in the same team and of course people like Nigel Mansell and Alan Jones and those type of guys so because um, I'm in the car racing and, and that was a, I really enjoyed that movie and found out a bit more about Enten Centre
0: Okay, any other race movies?
1: Yeah, I've got a couple, actually. So, interesting. Here's one, The Fastest Indian. Have you heard of that one?
0: It's about an old guy in a motorbike or something?
1: It is an old guy. Burt Munro, New Zealander, and uh, an Indian scout, a 1919 Indian scout. Um, Anthony Hopkins plays Burt Munro. He's a great actor. Anyway, so, but he ends up, uh, he really wants to go to Bonneville Salt Flats to race and to break a record. And it's about that whole development. But this he was building this bike and working on it for over 47 years. Um, and he ends up, shows that sort of process, and he made his own stuff. He was an engineer, so he made a lot of his componentry and took this bike that was uh, supposed to do like 20 miles an hour or something like that and ended <laughs> up doing, uh, in the end, under over 180 miles an hour um, and still holds the record for that particular class Um and so, again, I just, that was, again, great movie, underdog sort of, you know, doing things on the cheap, um, and ended up going over there and achieving his dreams, so, great story.
0: He, uh I believe he circumnavigated uh, some of the rules to get in as well. Well,
1: he actually, his own ties, like, he would actually, and so it shows that in the movie, but... I was reading stuff about this, and like he actually did do that. So he actually cut tires to make it look like real tires, and also polished them with boot polish. Um, and so he did it on a shoestring, but um, and he had. And then the story in the movie you see up on top of his shed, he's got um, sacrifices to the uh, god of speed, and it's all the pistons that he blows up when he's <laughs> making this. Thing. Uh, another car one is Rush, um, because again. This is probably a bit before my time, but I remember having uh, some of these, like, Formula One cars. I remember John Player Special, and it was a blue Terrell car, I think it was, that had uh, ex- an extra axle, had six wheels. Do you remember that Formula One? No. Weird-looking car. But this story is uh, the, um, I guess, the rivalry, 1976, between James Hunt mm-hmm. and Nicky Lauder, and, of course, that's when Nicky Lauder had that really that devastating accident. accident and accident caught on fire and so it shows both sort of sides you've got this really serious uh, guy from Austria who uh, you know is just wants to be the best and you've got James Hunt who's a flamboyant uh, sort of playboy and how they come together and again not everything in the story is true in fact they were much better friends apparently from what I've read them. what the movie sort of shows but again great car scenes the old cars from the 70s um, I really enjoyed that movie
0: okay I mean uh, there was one race movie movie that I really did like and uh, uh, it had um, had a, a, a comedian in it, um, uh, the, the, uh, the chappy that um, plays uh, Richard Pryor. It was Richard Pryor, and it was uh, an olden movie. And uh, I just remember it was the first movie I'd ever videotaped, when videotape came out. I must have watched it ten times. It was fantastic. It cool? I can't recall what it was called.
1: Richard Pryor?
0: Yes, yes. As
1: a race car driver?
0: yes. It was very interesting. It was back in the 50s. Uh, it was set in the 50s, and uh, of course, I like Richard Pryor because of his, uh, some of the comedy movies yes. he was in. So uh, and
1: stand-up comedy was brilliant. my mum and dad loved him. Yeah,
0: yeah, but well, that was it. Just stuck in my mind, and uh, yeah, I'm not. I wasn't prepared to do the research for that particular film because i never even thought of it until you started talking about the waste cars. Well, obviously,
1: I've got a bit of a background in car stuff, so um, they sort of come up. Another one, and again, another one that I really loved, uh, the Hurricane.
0: Oh, that music by Bob Dylan.
1: The song is based on this story. Oh, fantastic. Uh, and so I really love that song as well. I got that on my playlist. But Reuben Carter, and again, I didn't. I mean, I've heard the song "The Hurricane." I don't know how many times. And then I saw this movie. And oh wow! I didn't even the stuff you don't even know. Um, but again, boxing movie. But I, guess, I guess it's based on Reuben Carter, who was a boxer at the time. Um, ended up getting put in jail for a crime, uh, triple murder that he, he didn't do. He was framed. Spent twenty years in jail and then um, eventually, obviously, his case was overturned, but spending, I mean, 20 years
0: in jail. Wow.
1: And again, there's a whole lot of stuff, you know, from the 60s, 70s in terms of racism and so on. So it's a really interesting background and stuff, like historically that, not growing up in that time, you're not always aware of, you see some of the repercussions now, but um, Denzel Washington, I just love, he's just a great actor. So, um, and that takes me on to my next one that he's in, which is Remember the Titans,
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Great football movie. Yes. Back set in 1971, again, um, where a black student's been integrated into a white high school, and he's, again, based on a true story, Herman Boone, who was a black coach who was employed at, at this particular school, um, and oust, ousted a the white coach who was there and saw all the sort of racial tension that went on there, um, and then, of course, him and the other coach bringing this team together. Um, and some, and the music from then from the 60s and the 70s I love was fabulous so great soundtrack um, and, but again at, based on a true story obviously like a lot of movies now they add stuff to make it better um, but Gary uh, Berthier who was uh, one of the white players who was a captain with, and Julius Campbell was a black player who was the, uh, and also a captain he ended up uh, getting in a car accident and become paraplegic but then went on to compete in Paralympics and so on so again very inspiring uh, movie.
0: You know, it's, that's interesting. I've never seen that movie, but there was a TV show which went went for about five years called Friday Night Lights, and some of the stuff you just spoke about in that film come out in there, like uh, the captain sort of had an accident, become a paraplegic, and uh, there was some racial tension, etc., etc. So perhaps uh, Friday Night light took a lot of its uh, script from that particular uh, scenario.
1: Well, maybe there's some. I mean, like anything... You know, these are all great stories, and they add a little bit extra. And they'll take these and, and the front end was there. Was, there, there was that's a C, TV series, right? Yes, it was. It was, was a was film an, too. It was yeah. a film. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and great speech in here, which wasn't true actually, but end up running, taking a run to Gettysburg Cemetery, and he does a great motivational speech. And I was disappointed to find out that didn't actually happen, but good for Hollywood.
0: So, what what is the uh, the speech? I, I don't recall hearing it.
1: Well This, I'm going to do a different speech. I can't remember that one. I used that school, but another movie, Invictus. Yes. So we'll add some. uh, Shall we add some sort of culture to our show? Oh, why not? Yes. And read a poem. Go for it. I hope I do a good job. You will. Out of the night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloody, but unbound. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade, and yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of
0: my fate, I am the captain of my soul. Gee, you did such a fantastic job. Well done, Sean.
1: That poem's called Invictus.
0: Yeah, and that was uh, obviously another sporting film, one I haven't seen, but uh, I must... Uh, You've got to see it. Yes, yeah, so I must. But, uh, you know, looking at some of the films, uh, I'll talk a little bit about the baseball films in a short while, but uh, Sylvester Stallone in Rocky, in, uh, it was just an inspirational film because I was playing footy at the time, and uh, I remember they played it before our grand final, and... Uh, a lot of uh, sports teams use that as motivational about the underdog getting up, etc., etc. And uh, it was that good. What they had five more spin-offs about it. it.
1: Is it still going? Isn't it? Yeah. And the last one I watched, uh, which is Creed. Creed I think. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, I love all the Rocky movies, and I would put Rocky was certainly one of my favourites. And like when you go back and look at them, the first one, like with Sylvester Stallone as that first one, is probably my favourite.
0: Well, you know, another sports film that. Uh, Fly Stallone Stallone was in, was was Escape to Victory, and uh, Pelé was in that film as well. And that was just a magnificent film because of those two people, plus others. Um, And, of course, while we're talking about soccer, in 2011, a film called United came out, which was about the Manchester United air disaster in 1958. And, uh, you know, uh, David Tennant from uh, Doctor Who fame, that film was just—it had me a, had my mouth open. It was that unbelievable. It was just an emotional charged film that was just probably one of the best made films I've ever seen. Just fantastic. What else you got? Well, uh, obviously with uh, footy, you know the club with uh, David, David uh, Williams play. I've seen it as a play a couple of times, but the uh, Jack Thompson uh, John Wood uh, film is sensational, of course. Uh, John Wood, the the young um, skinny um, football superstar, went on to be uh, the uh, not so uh, skinny cop in the Blue Heelers and other too. shows. Yeah,
1: love Blue Heelers too.
0: Yeah, no, it was... and
1: uh, who who was um, who was the big the big footy player from uh, Collingwood, big muscly guy, and he was in it. He always remind me of Lou Ferrigno in the Hulk.
0: Oh, so he played yeah. in the
1: back line for Collingwood. Because I remember, I'm just... Uh, as a you short talk about, name mate, like
0: Kirk, Kirk or He something.
1: was a big muscly guy.
0: Oh, yeah, the Hulk, yeah. It was uh,
1: Not a great actor, but pretty good
0: footy Yeah, player. they had a few footy players in it too, but that, that was, that's probably, they probably haven't had a decent footy film after that one because it's hard to touch it. There's been a few. It's
1: interesting, isn't it? Like, a lot of the things like... I mean, you think about American football, baseball, basketball, um, soccer... But our big, you know, we don't get, you're right, we don't have many Aussie rules footage, uh movies.
0: I think it was about five or six. There was a great cartoon or something which was uh, was okay. And there was a, another one about some Aboriginal players in the bush, uh, which were that wasn't too bad. But uh, there's no real memorable ones that come to, to mind. But, you, you know, you, you say baseball, obviously I'm a big baseball nut. And some of the, the films like, uh, you know, 42 about, you know, Jackie Robinson's story in 2013 that come out and, 61 about Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle chasing the Babe Ruth record, uh, and uh, Roger Maris ended up getting it in 1960 with um, uh, 61 homers to beat Babe Ruth's uh, 60. Uh, all the New York um, Yankee supporters wanted Mickey Mantle to do it because he was a favourite, so there was a, there's a real good story to be told there, and, and, and I thought they did it well. There was the, uh, uh, the trifecta by Kevin Costner, um, started off uh, with Ball Doom and then Filter Dreams, which is uh, the well-known one, and then uh, 99... Filter the th- Dreams,
1: is that, if they build it.
0: Yeah, and, and, and they now. will come, yeah, yeah. And uh, For the Love of the Game, 10 years later, um, where it basically shows him in his last Major League game, he's pitching a no-hitter, and it it tells his life leading into that from when he met his, uh, his girlfriend to that particular uh, last game, and it was just quite inspiring, um, the baseball miniseries by Ken Burns was sensational. Uh, the Fan, Robert De Niro and Wesley Snipes. Uh, Major League, uh, funniest baseball movie around. Bingo Long's Troubling All-Stars Motor- and Motor Kings about the, um, the Negro Leagues. But my all-time favourite would be The Natural with uh, Robert Redford and uh, Kim Basinger. It um, goes for well over two hours in 1984 because when I was a kid, I read that novel by Bernard Malamud. Mala, Mala 1952 um, novel it was my favourite book at school, so it was a real pleasure to see it on the on the big screen.
1: I've got a couple more because we're probably running out of time. But uh, have you seen Eddie the Eagle? I loved it. Because it's interesting. I love that movie too. But and I, at the time, watching him on TV, like real Eddie Edwards. And thinking, okay, this guy is there, he's competing, and he, you know, it was a bit of a circus, wasn't it? Um, but when you, when you went back and watched that movie, and again, a lot of that is true, like, again, reading, like, finding out stuff behind the scenes, like, he, it's just a great story because he was so driven to compete, and the things that he did, like, you know, scavenging from bins, like, living rough, uh, spending all his money to travel, like, um, you know, he just wanted to be an Olympian. And you think in the end, like all the stuff he went through, all the political stuff, and getting knocked back and getting in—that's—it's just a great underdog story. But you know, in terms of Olympic ideals, he, he actually really lived them. Yeah. So I had a lot more respect for him as a, a person and what he achieved than maybe from what I would have had from just from my memories of watching him on TV.
0: Yeah, they made him look like a bit of a joke at the time.
1: Well, they did. They made it was sort of making fun of him. But then when you're watching him sing and watch I mean, how many like the accidents he had and the broken bones, and you think, my God, the courage to actually... Who would do that, like, without training? We wouldn't. But, so, you sort of think, wow, that's, that's just a completely different spin on that. And a good, good funny... I and mean, there were some funny parts to movie. It was a good movie, too.
0: Of course, when you talk about the Olympics, you can't go past chariots of fire.
1: That, is, that was the first one on my list. Um, and, of course, the music. Uh, we'll we never remember that beach scene when they're running down the beach... Vangelis. vangelis that's it um, but Eric little you know and Harold Abraham's and that story you know, between, there was some religious stuff yeah. there and there was obviously some class stuff there and um, you know again all, like not all true but mostly based on a true story not competing because of your beliefs um, and then coming out and running in a 400 meter race that you're not necessarily trained for and winning um, fabulous
0: Absolutely sensational now just to finish off with, has there ever been a film about a hammer throw?
1: Funny you are, sir. <laughs> I got told of this movie a while ago. Someone said, have you seen the movie called Geordie? Which I hadn't. And uh, it's also called We Geordie. But it's a story. I have seen it now and it's, it's a pretty funny movie. But it's based on a Scottish hammer thrower. who comes to Melbourne to compete in the 1956 Olympics as a hammer thrower. Um, so it starts off, you know, he was this skinny, scrawny guy and you know, he wants to become the bodybuilder not get sand kicked in your face. And, you know, of course, they travel by boat. And so there was a bit of a love story there with his, his, his lady from left in Scotland and a shot putter, I think she was from um, Finland or Denmark or something, who falls in love with him and he sort of doesn't realise all that stuff going on. Um, very funny movie. And like the scenes when he's actually learning how to throw a hammer, um, Is quite hilarious. Could
0: you identify with him?
1: Oh, for sure <laughs>
0: <laughs> well look we've gone a little bit over time but that's fantastic sort of uh, to talk about all those films and uh, we'll have to touch this subject again sort of someday it's uh, very interesting so uh, I hope it gets
1: people thinking about their favorites
0: yeah yeah we've all got favorites I suppose so uh, so ends another on uh, late sports show.